By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. You know, if I were a woman, Tiffany is all I want to be. If I were a woman, Tiffany is all I want to be. Do what? If I were a woman, one more time, third time's a charm. If I were a woman, Tiffany is all I want to be. You know what? Me too. I mean, when she was singing at the malls, oh my God, she was so good. No, my Tiffany. Oh, you're... I want to be like her. <laughs> you're Tiffany. <laughs> We're not talking about the mall Tiffany. And I actually remember mall Tiffany. You know what's funny? One of my old radio friends over the weekend, Chuck Geiger. God, I can tell you a story about Chuck Geiger. Chuck Geiger was this guy at the time when he came to work for us at the old KSOQ. I think Chuck was 19, 19 or 20, and he'd already lived in, he'd already been in radio business for like six years. He literally started when he was like 13 or 14 years old, hanging out at a radio station. He was a Southern California kid, grew up in, and raised and grown up in, in San Diego, okay? He, he came to St. Louis in the winter and didn't understand what a winter coat was. Because he lived in San Diego's entire life. That and, is so funny. And he was because, like, because you know they don't even have air conditioners out there. Well, he didn't have he didn't have. I don't think he had a long pair of pants in his wardrobe. And I oh, that's hilarious. I don't think he had. It's like seventy two degrees and all the time. I think the only thing he owned for shoe for footwear was like sandals. So here he comes in the radio station one day, and it's, I hope he sat there and pettied. And his snow is is snowing, and he comes in in shorts. A T-shirt and sandals. Good old Chuck Geiger. Anyway, there's a picture of him with Tiffany, wherever, I can't remember what market he was working at the time, but he's with Tiffany and she's doing some arena. She's like, you know, like big time. And it's him him and, and Tiffany, you know, like at some, you know, backstage and he's doing like, I think he was like, hey, he was doing like the, the you know, the, 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 you know, announcer dude. Hey, everybody, boys and girls, get on your seats. It's Tiffany. You know, one of those kind of things, you know. <laughs> anyway, Chuck Geiger and his wife was so bizarre. I mean, she was. How just, bizarre? How I mean, bizarre? She was just like, she was another one. She was like. It was almost like she had been transplanted onto the face of Mars. You know what I mean? She was like, you know, she was like, I don't understand. It's it's cold. I I I I. What what do we do? It's cold. You know, it's just like okay, okay. You know, it's not San Diego anymore. Anyway, I don't know how I got into that. Uh, I have to do something real quick. I have to check something. I have a problem here this morning on a log. I'm sorry, Shelly. I messed something up. I'll get it fixed. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Um. No, actually, it is fixed. Okay, good. We can move on from here. Okay, lots Oof, of... it's fixed. So what was it? Uh, I thought I had a problem with the log, and I didn't, but... Oh, okay. Damn. Works for me. Another crazy, weird shooting. Uh, last night, a Safeway, Oregon... What city is this in? Eugene, Oregon? Bend, Oregon. Uh, crazy nut goes into a shopping center, takes a couple shots at some people in the parking lot... Uh, goes in, shoots some people, kills, I think, at least two people, and then kills himself. I, it's like, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't... Is that like going out in a blaze of glory? Is that what it is? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think it's, you know, a road trip to hell myself. But 
that's that's just me. Uh, suspect was still shooting when responding officers arrived at the scene. Police then found the suspect dead. Officers said they did not fire any shots. So you put two and two together and he shot himself. Um, you know, once again, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. You know, with this cry for police officers to wear the body cams, you know what I mean? Oh, they're they're terrible people. You watch this body cam video, and this is like the the law of unintended consequences. What you see on most of the body cam video is these bizarre, weird, deranged, crazy, weird people killing people, smashing the people in cars, you know, attacking police officers with hatchets. I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's this one. I mean, where would you find this on the dark web? Oh no, no, it's all over YouTube. I mean, you just go into, you just go into. Why YouTube. do you sit there and search for that kind of crap? No, I mean, it comes up on my YouTube all the time. But there's this, there's a couple. That's based on what you watch no, there, on YouTube. There's a couple of guys that because <laughs> you hear about these things, and I, I find it interesting from the respect that once again the police are bad. They're terrible people. They're always out, you know, hunting down people. They're always and they're always trying to kill black people or you know, blah 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 blah. And yet you watch these videos. And some of the videos, I mean, you see these police officers being shot. You see them being run over by cars. There's one that's so bizarre is the guy's doing a traffic stop on a lady, you know, body cam video. Very, you know, I mean, you know, you know she he pulled her over for speeding, you know, normal traffic stop. And he's standing next to her car, handing her the ticket. And a guy pulls up in a car, jumps out of the car, and attacks the police officer with a hatchet. I mean, just like totally unprovoked. I mean, the guy's like just driving by. Hey, there's a police officer giving somebody a ticket. I don't like that. I'm gonna, I gotta kill him with a hatchet. And the guy Did he hurt him. The guy comes after the the guy catches him. You know, because once again, you know, oh, he does catch him. The police officer. I mean, you, you know, the interesting thing about this is, if you don't you don't have your concealed carry, do you? I do not. Okay. Because when... I was going to get it, and then they said it wasn't necessary. But I won't. I I have a gun, I, but I won't carry it. I still say you need to get one anyway. But that and any, I agree with you. Anybody out there listening, don't believe this constitutional carry BS. I say I, know. I say it's BS. If you're going to carry Me a gun, too. go get your go get your concealed carry. It's one day out of your life. You'll learn a lot. And one of the things, if you go to a really good concealed carry course. They will, one of the things they will talk to you about is it's situational awareness. Are you, are, do you know what I'm talking about? I do, and I need to be more aware of my surroundings. Well, especially I'm told. women, especially yes. women. And I don't, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a jerk when I say that. I mean that in, with all due respect. That you know there are nasty people out there who prey on women, who think they're vulnerable and and you know and and not as strong and things like that. But one of the things that obviously the t- police are taught is constantly be aware of situational awareness where you're at. So the cop sees this kid, this guy pull over, and once again he pulls over right next to him to the point where he's in the opposite traffic lane. So you know this lady's on the shoulder. He pulls up next to him in the you know going backwards in the in the in the right traffic lane. Gets out of the car and immediately holds this hatchet up in the air and tries to strike the officer. The officer backs up, turns around, pulls out his gun, shoots the guy and kills him. And there were people going like, why did he do that? I mean, why didn't he shoot him in the knee? <laughs> no, I mean, like, think about it for a minute. 
I mean, I'm thinking to myself, the guy, you know, a guy jumps out of a car. He's coming out with with your hatchet. You're not going to have a time. To, hey, let's talk this out. You know, I mean, let's, you know, <laughs> that's hey, true. You, you having a rough day? You know, hey, let me call a social worker. We'll call a social. Anyway, yeah, they'll be over here and they will fix things right up. Right, right. I don't know. It's just and and once again, are we going to? I told the story and I don't think you believe me. The gun laws are extremely strict in England. What do they have problem with? Stabbings. Everybody's yeah, getting stabbed. You told me that. You know, you told everybody that actually on the, air the other day. It's like it's like you know you read these stories in England. Guy comes you know in and and to the point where at one point in time one of the one of the prime ministers, the PMs, what do they call it, or the MPs, MPs, that's what they are, uh, members of parliament. One one was the one of the MPs wanted to pass a law regulating knives. Now <laughs> think about that for how, a minute. <laughs> how exactly are you going to do? That? I don't know because you go to the you go to you know if you if you if you cook at home you need a knife set. You know what I mean? I mean it's not like you know, what are you going to do? Have plastic knives that you cook with or stuff like plastic that? Plastic knives and forks. Yeah, I know. You know sporks. You know. You know you can sit there and and fork someone. I'm not. Gonna, and it would hurt. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I just got a good one. <laughs> Nope, <laughs> not even. Buddy. I got that one. <laughs> Hold on, let me make a note here. First break, about five minutes in. Oh, really? Yes. How come you? You need to show me how to do that because I'm gonna. I'm going to. Oh, um, okay. Here's 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 how I'll show you how to do it. You say bizarre things like, "I want to spork someone." <laughs> and then what did you say? What did you say? What you said? What did you say? What, right now? Yeah, no, what did you say that I'm going to... No, I said you could hurt somebody with a fork. Okay, that's what she said. Uh, Thanks for saying it again for me. Now I got it twice. (laughs) You suck. I'm going to lift that one. (laughs) You do suck. I got got a new one. I don't know if you heard this one. This one is... This is Ron DeSantis. You heard this one? You know who Ron DeSantis is? I don't know who he is. He's the governor of, of, of... Florida, supposedly he's going to be the next Republican presidential candidate. Okay. So, okay. Fair here's, enough. Here's what, here's a cut from a speech you made last week. You ready for this? Listen, uh-huh. listen carefully. Okay. Okay. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> did you hear what he says? I think I did. Would you replay that? <laughs> yes. And guess who he's talking about? Okay. Here it is. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Grab that little elf. He's talking about <laughs> Fauci. Who? He's talking about Fauci. Oh, don't mess with Fauci. That's the, the, one more time. <laughs> Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Grab that little oh elf. Oh, my and goodness. Ch- Why don't him? they just wrap him in um, Velcro and you, slap you, him against the wall? You know what? You know what's sad? What? There's a lot of things that Elf are sad, tossing. Brad. Okay. Be more specific. What's sad is, over the last two plus years, all this crazy weird crap that we did, now it turns out, eh, it was the wrong thing to do. You know what I mean? I mean, all the like, things... Well, like, for example, I heard this thing over the weekend... Are you speaking of COVID? Yes. All the, all okay. the, all the things that have come out, like, for example... Remember, you you and I had this experience. Remember when you finally got back into certain restaurants and yes. there was somebody, like, sanitizing the tables? You know? Yes, that, that's <laughs> that's out with the bathwater. I know. I mean, you know, like, I'm like, like, we go someplace and it's like, and nobody clean, Nobody cleans the tables anymore, okay? No. Then, then 
Dr. Burks, remember Dr. Burks, they called her the scarf lady. Remember, she always had the scarf around her neck. You know who I'm talking no, about? No, I, I don't know who You don't remember is. Dr. Burks? Come on. No. You never watch I, I don't. You, you never watch any of the press conferences where are the you know with, with Trump and Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci? Okay. Doc- no, Brad. Do you think I did? Dr. Burks, there's a quote of her where she says you should wear goggles because the COVID could get into your eyes. Well, there's probably truth to that. No, there's no truth to that. How do you know? It's a respiratory. Dr. Brad. It's a re- they, see, they, once again, here's the experts, and it's like, it's like, okay, you know, finally, not finally, but now everybody realizes it's a respiratory disease. You know, there's certain diseases you get from certain ways. Like, for example, and I got a weird question to ask you later in the show, and you're going to think I'm totally weird, but ask me. I already think you're totally weird, with, even without the question. Write down this word, sterile. And then I'm going to ask you about this later in the show. Matter of fact, okay. I should talk to your daughter about this because she might know about this. Anyway, okay, so all the crazy things they told us about COVID, you know, and once again, now there's all these. Brad, uh, they didn't know. But, they were just but flying Shelley, by the seat of their pants. They're the experts. They pretended to know. They said, How can you sit there and have a contagion and know everything about it? When it's taken down people left and right. Okay, if you how take can you, how can you figure that out within minutes? I think. Well, if you I take your car there. into the Never shop, mind. you take eh, if you went, on. went eh, like eh. when when you when you had your little accident two three weeks ago, whenever it was a month or so ago, when uh-huh. you when you took your car into a shop, you got it back. It works right, right? I mean, it's every, yes, everything's fine except for my backup camera for some reason. Okay. That's because the police officer put a piece of uh, tape on it that he didn't want to, he didn't want you to be able to identify him again. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was actually really nice. That's, I didn't even think that he was probably pulling me over to give me a ticket. Shelly ran a state trooper off the road, and I did not run him off. The then road. had an accident. I run myself off. The <laughs> then road. had an accident. No, like a no. Moron. But but think about this for a minute. You take your car in, it's crunched. The guys look at your car. They know what's wrong with it. They fix it. You get it back. Okay. Doctors should do the same thing. Uh, You know, like you're sick. Okay, you've got XYZ disease, and here's how you got it, and take these pills, and three weeks later you'll be fine. Okay, they didn't know. That's exactly how my – I am held together with duct tape, bailing wire, and prescription medication. But the point being is your doctor knows what's wrong with you, and he treats you. Because he he went to school, but higher education. So did – Oh, so did, really? So did Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. They went to school. I and think they got you it know all what? wrong. Don't be messing with Fauci. Well, Just don't. See, he's not an elf. <laughs> Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> so, so I just don't even know what to say about that, really. So Rod DeSantis is taking on the Trump. That would be something Trump would say. <laughs> And he's at a rally of people. Yes, throw Dr. Fauci across the river. Okay, here's my, here's my here's my other problem with government employees. Okay, he's been a government employee his entire life. I'm getting text. I know I know even know who this is. She's gonna say, "Don't say anything bad about Dr. Fauci." Okay, guess what his pension's gonna be for the rest of his life? Every year, guess how much the government and essentially you and I are gonna be sending Dr. Fauci for the rest of his life. Let's say three hundred thousand, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Every year, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Every year, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's his retirement. But once again, I see. See, only in government do you get pensions anymore because they're financially undo. Uh, you know, they're financially 
they they don't work. I mean, as far as that would be like, okay, Shelly, that would be like that would be like me saying to you, okay, Shelly, every day I'm going to give you ten dollars. You and I are going to meet us somewhere, and we're going we're going to do this for a week. Okay, I mean, we're going to do it for a year. Every single day, I'm going to give you ten dollars. Okay. 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 It's a deal. Now, Thank you, at, Brad. At the, you are the sweetest of the sweet. Well, you just, know, I sit there and I tell everyone, Brad is the best boss I've ever had. No, no, no. Hear me out. Okay. So at the oh. end of the year, you're going to have... <laughs> you weren't done. Sorry. At the end of the year, you're going to have $3,650 from me, right? 365 times 10 is $3,650, correct? Yes. Okay. But then what I'm going to say, say is, okay, Shelly, I paid that into the Shelly Fund so what I want you to give me is for the rest of my life, I want you to give me $3,650 every year. And you're going to go like, well, no, hold on a minute now. You only gave me $3,650 one year. After a year, we'll be even. But next year, I'll have to come up with $3,650. And then every year after that, I'm going to somewhere scrounge $3,650 to pay you. Yeah, well, that's my pension. I paid into the Shelley Pension Fund. I paid $10 every day for a year, and that's $3,650. So now you owe me $3,650 for the rest of my life. And I live, let's say I live to 94 when I crawl out of that bedroom window, get shot in the back by a jealous husband. In uh, the butt, Brad. He's more butt. specific. In the butt. And I bleed to death. Uh, you know, you're going to owe me that. You're going to owe me that, that money for all those years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean, tell me what financial expert can come up with that kind of money. And the problem with it is it doesn't work. That's because most of the big corporations don't anymore because it's financially unviable. Because, like, you know, we you hear these stories. There's a story that even the Post-Dispatch did a story about this, that some some guy or some dude or something like that taught. Remember, there was a guy, there was a guy who retired here in 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 St. Louis as a uh, in the St. Louis area it was Kirkwood or Webster Groves, one of the school districts. He retired as the superintendent and he moved to Kansas. Okay, and he's making like, you know, quarter million dollars a year from Kansas, plus he's getting like $285,000 a year pension from the state of Missouri. Okay, that's government money. That's our taxpayer money. And it's like. But that's part of the benefits. They took less wages and. Don't give got, me that stuff. You know, about a benefit. Remember, remember, when we, <laughs> I still have the smartest woman in the world getting mad at me about this. Dave Probably Ramsey. Very, Dave, very. Dave, uh, Dave Ramsey who uh-huh. most people agree is financial expert, talks about this all the time. You know, it's to the point where it's like, it doesn't make any sense financially because from a company standpoint, you know, but the government... Oh, did you get that? Doesn't make any sense? I see what you uh, do there. It just it just sort of drives me nuts. You know, and, and like once... Like your prostate? <laughs> She, you know, you, you say that on purpose, just so I'll say prostate. Shelly's throwing it down this morning, so you know what has to happen. I had prostate <laughs> problems that were driving me nuts. I like that, man. Now him, I watched. How dare you? Why do you put Greta on? How dare you? Doink. How dare you? Doink doink. How dare you? Doink doink doink. How dare you? Doink doink doink. How dare you? Doink 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 doink. Okay, stop it. <laughs> stop doinking and stop Greta-ing. It's six thirty-one. Yes, it is. Can I tell you about something weird happening in the studio last night? This very studio. Sure. Okay. We have in the studio here, it's set up so that when you hit the microphone button, the speakers in the, stu- in the studio mute, because otherwise, when you turn the microphone up, you'd have feedback, okay? 
So you press the, the microphone button, you turn the pot up, you talk on the air, you turn the microphone pot back down, and, and bango, bingo, boingo, okay? So I'm in the studio last night, and I'm working. I'm actually, as a matter of fact, I'm picking up a, a couple pieces of paper that are on a shelf above our console, and a little tiny screw that I'd taken out a piece of equipment falls from the the shelf above the console here that I'm sitting in front of right now. And all of a sudden, the speakers go off, and there's no sound. And I'm going like, okay, what just caused the radio station to go off the air? I'm thinking, oh, we're off the air. What happened? The button for the microphone is maybe three-quarters of an inch square, okay? This screw fell off the shelf and hit the button. It took me like two minutes to figure out what was going on. The screw fell off and hit the on button for the microphone and turned the microphone on, which turned the speakers off. If I tried all night long to drop that screw on that button, it would have never happened. You know what I'm saying? What are the odds of me... You know, moving something, having a screw fall from a shelf above where the console sits and have it fall exactly on that little three-quarter inch square little piece of plastic that is the microphone button. And it took me like five minutes to figure that out. I'm going like, okay, what do I just do? I dropped something. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even know what it was. I'm thinking, did something fall down inside of the console? Did something fall down and short something out? No, it hit the on button. Is that weird or what? It sounds like um, air traffic controllers do with su- sunflower seeds. Here, Shelly told this story once again. Or, you know, once for, for, explain that again. What's, what's the deal with air traffic controllers and sunflower seeds? Because you're not the first person I've heard this from. Explain that. Well, I don't really. So they're in this little, it's, it's mostly at the T-75. They're not allowed to smoke, isn't it? What, what, isn't that the deal? Right. Correct. They and, are not allowed to smoke. And they're not allowed to eat either. Isn't that what it is also? You're not allowed to eat? And you're not allowed, are you allowed to drink? You're, you you get breaks. But you can't eat, drink, or smoke at the console where you're like telling the Correct. place where to land. So in well, other you words, can't smoke anywhere anymore. I know, you used but, to be able to, but you can't. But you're not allowed to have any kind of liquid or sandwich or anything like that. Stuff that could get the equipment. Or sunflower seeds. Because it gets down, because that's what it does. But so why? It gets down in the keyboard. No, but but gets down. So in, in other words, little... they were eating sunflower seeds because they couldn't smoke or drink. Was that what it was? Yes. So to keep them busy. So they would just crunch on sunflower seeds. Yeah, and then just you know flick them. And then they spit them all over the place. That's kind of gross, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that are gross in this life, Brad, but. So um, that's just, so, I mean, this is, I don't think that they do that anymore, but, but so then, back in the day they did. But then they went in and made it, made the, 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 the tower, uh, an, a, a sunflower seed free zone, correct? So you yes. couldn't have sunflower seeds. Actually T-75, the, the terminal radar approach control. Okay. Explain people with that. That's the one out in Weldon Spring, correct? That's the one out in Weldon Springs. Right. And what they do is the tower takes over and then they push it over to the Tracon. Right. When and the Tracon is explain that. See Shelley's an FAA expert. What's the Tracon? It's terminal radar approach control. And it's what it's the equipment that the controllers use to um, keep an eye on the planes. Okay, so if I'm let's say I'm in a seven three seven, I'm a Southwest Airlines pilot. I'm coming in from Denver, so I'm coming from the west, okay? So 
first I would I, when I'm as I'm approaching the St. Louis area, I would talk to the dudes out there in Weldon Spring. Yes. Okay, and and they're the Tracon people. Yes. So in other words, and they're the approach controllers, correct? So in um, other words, I would say I would say you know hey, I, I I don't know if I understand your question, but okay. Um, but in other words, those are the guys that I'm going to talk to right before. I talked to the dude in the tower at Lambert, correct? Yes. So in other words, I'm going to go like, hey, uh, Tracon, you know, a Southwest Airlines 752 uh, approach controller. Give me, uh, give me, uh, tell me a funny story. Well, we eat sunflower seeds here in the, in the, in the tower. <laughs> okay, I got to land this. <laughs> One time I was in the, in the Tracon. Right. And I was just brand new over there and no it wasn't the tracon it was in the old what well, was it wasn't the tracon but it was the old tracon back over at lambert where the you know the tower was and then the build the base building right there was a there was a tracon in there before they built it out in weldon spring and why did they move no okay here, <laughs> huh? okay but i but keep going but i got a question for you in that okay go ahead okay so we had to fix something in there and i was i had to use a drill and i mean this is like when i was brand new fresh <laughs> and we go in there and it's it's very dark and very quiet except for the the people controlling air traffic and so um i i get clearance that i can do this and what my mentor was there and i couldn't get the the to drill where I needed to drill. It just wasn't working. That's what she said. Uh, yes, she did. Keep because going. she said, Shelly. Well, actually, I heard the I heard the, the controller say, no, ma'am, we are not in a dentist's office. And then my mentor, Mary, she says, Shelly, your, your drill's on rewind. On rewind? You know, where it's reverse. Oh, reverse, not rewind. It's just not. Well, I not. call it rewind, but okay. yes. Okay, so so I had the the you, drill on reverse, trying to drill into a piece of metal. Okay, I'm not going to touch that one. Exactly, <laughs> I am not going to touch that one. Okay, either. so here's my question for you: Once upon what a time, it? the Tracon and the Weather Bureau used to be at Lambert. Now they're in Weldon Spring. Why yes. is that? Explain that. Why did they move them out there? Why did they move the Weather Bureau out there? I don't know about the Weather Bureau. That's out of my purview. They were like the fir- one of the first people out there in, what, what do they even call that anymore? They used to be called, what, Missouri Research Park or something like that? It is called Missouri Research Park. It's still called Missouri Research Park? Yes. You know you know what they research out there? Um, actually, there's a Nike place out there. I, there's actually some, some international businesses that are there. Right, there's quite a few, but what do they research? Yes. And what are they researching out there? It's supposed to, I thought it was supposed to be like all these scientific people. Oh, we're going to figure out what makes the Earth go round. No? I don't know. I don't... I, I was just a worker. You know, the, the one of the guys that... I mean, this goes back a while, but one my son, I think my youngest son, one of the kids on, on our team, our baseball team, he worked out there. And I think it used to be called Petroplastics, and they made the little air pockets for the nice Nike Air Jordans. That was uh-huh. that was what they did out there. And then I think Nike ultimately bought the place. So you know how they do. You know, it's, yeah, it, I do. Matter of fact, and if you want to know more about like the flight, I, I, you know, I, the, I, I think the sequence, I, I think I know too much. Um, I could put David on the line <laughs> you, you, because he knows he you, was 
you he know was what? over um, I, you Lambert, know and he was also over Chicago O'Hare at one time. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but I heard the Hoffmans are buying both the Weather Bureau and the Tracon out there in Weldon Springs. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never Way mind. to throw that in there, Brad. <laughs> No, I won't go there. Okay. What? So, never what, mind. What? What? <laughs> no. Six forty-six. You know, I've never played that song before on the show in the morning. It's one of the songs we played during the day, but never played it during the air or, or during our morning show. And Shelly off air says to me, "Who is that?" And I go, "September." And she goes, "No, no, no. I, it's August right now. But who's that on the air right now?" I go, "That's September." And she goes, "No, no, 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 no. Not Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, well, who's that singing?" It's September. Her stage name. Her real name is, ready for this? She's got four names. Petra Linnea Paula Markland. She goes by the stage name of September. Now, she's from Sweden. I don't know if you know this or not. I bet she graduated high school. Stick the microphone in front of your face. Oh, that's what she... (laughs) Okay. Now she's going to come on. She's going to sound fine. Go ahead. Let me me hear you now. Huh? See, <laughs> I don't know what. What are you doing? Are you talking into like the back of the microphone when you do that? Yeah, I do that on purpose, Brad. <laughs> on purpose. Kind of gets gives you a little rise, and so <laughs> I consider it a perk. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Hold on a minute. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, hold on. Let me find this. Okay. So Shelly says, and she doesn't quite understand this because things are sort of weird like this. She says, um, I can't find it. I'm going to try it. You want me to play because Shelly said, and I don't know if you know this or not. She said, it sounds just like, what does the fox say? And I said, well, of course, because they're from Sweden as well, too. Pet, uh, September is from Sweden, Miss Markland. And the I believe the, the dudes, the two dudes that do, they're called Yelvis. It's two uh, TV uh, star guys who do, what does the fox say? And she says, it sounds just like it. It's beat. In, in Sweden, the government controls the music industry, and they have a certain... Do they really? Oh, is, yeah. Is this not a lie? Oh, no, it's true. They have a certain beat. All the songs have to have a certain beat to it. So you actually get... That's a, a lie. You get a permit from the government. And that sent, I, I, stop it. You get a permit from the government. I, blah, 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 blah. Oh, let me see if I can find... I don't think I can search this. Uh, see, I, I'm working on my drops because of the fact that... Yes, Brad, we all know you're working on your oh, drops. It's unusual. Uh, oh, I'm trying to find it. I don't have these Every categories. Every drop but you. Well, I don't I don't ever say anything funny. You're the one that says stuff that's funny. I don't say funny things. You say funny things all the time. You say funny... Is, is it this one? No, it's not that. It's, that's knocked three times. Is it? Is it this? No, it's not that. Hold on, hold on. Is it this? No, it's not that. Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can find it. Is it? What does the fuck? Can't you search? Uh, you have to understand the way this thing's set up. I'm in a certain page. I totally don't, but is you never it... let me push the button, so I don't know. Oh, is it this? No, that's Michael Jackson. Hold on a minute. Okay. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Here, oh, here we are. Okay, here we, here we are. Here we are. Okay, ready? Okay, the beginning is not what you're talking about. Okay, now it starts. That's what you're talking about, right? You're talking yes. about that that beat. What does the fox say? That's the that's the once again, that's I'm telling you, that's the official 
That's the official. Shut up! I'm I'm totally ignoring hold you no, right no, now. No, 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 Wikipedia it. Hold on a minute. Go hold on. S zero. Let me do this. Uh, I'll get it right here. Um, three six two seven. Three six <laughs> two seven. Okay, hold on. I love that song, by okay, the way, okay. even though it is about plushies. Okay, hold up. Here we go. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay, hold on a minute. Okay, that's Exhibit A. Okay, you ready? You got yep. to hear that? Yeah. Okay, that's Exhibit A. And then Exhibit B is over here. I got to find it. It's it's hard. You don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's sort of hard. That's what he said. Go back in the song, farther in the song. I'm telling you, they're both from C. You don't believe me. There's the... Yeah, but the government doesn't control the music. The Stop government it. controls the music. You have to get a permit from the Swedish government, and they have they have three different kinds of songs you can do. That's song number two. Number one is like you have to do the Swedish national anthem, and number three is like a waltz. So if you are a, if you are an artist in Sweden, you go Stop down it. to the the Swedish government music office, the SGMO, and <laughs> and you, you you show up at the SGMO. BS.show. <laughs> you show up at the SGMO and you go, "Hey, I'm an artist. I'd like to record a song." Okay, one, two, or three. Well, I don't want to do a waltz, and I don't want to do number one. Let's do number two. Okay, fine. Here's the beats, and they give it to you, and then you get to do the song. That's why they all sound the same. I'm telling you what, there it, it it's another uh what was that? Who was it Robin Thick? Oh yeah, that he got in trouble for, yes. for ripping off ripping off uh, Marvin Gaye. Which yes. once again I'm going like I don't hear it. You know, I mean going like I didn't really hear it either. I'm going like, okay, it's like it's got sort of the same vibe to it, but it's like it's not the same music. And and you know what was problem what, with that? The whole Robin Thicke, Marvin Gaye thing? Yes. I think it is the same music. No, it's, it's got not. the same beat. No, it's not. It's very much like this situation you know, right now. Do you know you know who is responsible for this? You know who was on the, the, the board that you know who was on the on the on the on the on the um who was Easy on the on the say. on the jury that decided this? What? You know how Who? sometimes after verdicts come out and they interview the jurors and, and they were interviewing. And matter of fact, this is a true story. As the people were coming out of the courtroom and the reporter there for CNN was like, and we're going to talk to one of the jurors who just decided against Robin Thicke and he's got to pay the family of Marvin Gaye $42 million. Why, wow. did, why, did you, why did you do that? Why did you decide that? And the one lady who was a juror, she said, you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet yes, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. ones. Okay, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yep. 
I just, you're so full of crap. I just blew through the top of the hour. Okay, we got to take a break immediately. See? That's seven, what you get when you're full of crap. Seven o'clock. It is BS Show. That's Nikki Yore, the former sales manager for Dell Computers. True story. He went to school at USC or UCLA. One of those got a degree. Worked his way up through selling computers for Dell, became a sales manager, and recorded stuff in his free time. And now he's a rock and roll star, or he's a pop star, whatever you want to call him. Okay? Shelly, you there? I'm here. Remember last week, or uh, was a week before I talked about the problem with the lines on the highways, how how they've some of the highways have gotten so bad you can hardly see where the lanes are anymore? Remember yeah, I talked about this? Yeah, because they're doing all this construction. Well, no, I, I, I researched this and supposedly there's a shortage of special kind of paint they use on the highway to paint the lines. It's reflective like, and fast drying. Right, right. Special kind of paint and once again during the pandemic there's a shortage of it. Okay? Some of the highways they've restriped, you know, within the, like, the last couple of weeks but I was on southbound 141 from uh, probably right around 364. I was going down to Valley Park on Saturday and I get on southbound 364 or southbound 141, still have trouble calling that 141 because it didn't used to be 141, but when they connected them all together, now it's 141. Okay, southbound 141. That stretch between 364 and like Ladue, there are spots there, it's almost impossible to tell where the lanes are anymore. Now, what's interesting about this is if you have people that move to the St. Louis area, and I've had several through the years, I've had several people mention this because some of them knew I was an ex-traffic reporter, that kind of stuff. Everybody knows you're an ex-traffic reporter, Brad. The interesting part of that, equation is especially if you move from like arizona or california they have those little dots on the road you know what i'm talking about we remember we talked about this like a couple years ago and somebody sent me what they were called they're called turtles or something like that you know what i'm talking about they have these little dots no i don't okay if in on i know the little flaps that make you uh no no make a noise no where if you're these are these are like they're like round dome kind of things they literally glue them to the highway and instead Is it like of, a round mound of sound? No, they're little. They, they aren't that tall. They're maybe like an inch tall, but they're like a round disc, and they glue okay. them to the highway instead of painting stripes on the highway. And the idea being is what's nice, and they're reflective. The nice thing about it is, is that they're there all the time. You know, the paint doesn't but wear down. But surely the the uh, the glue that adheres to the street gets all gnarly after a while i guess after a while they have to replace some of them but you know why we don't have them here think about it for a minute um because of the snow yeah snow plows would just plow them right up now we do yeah. have some of the embedded oh, reflectors <laughs> now when they redo some of the highways like for example i think it's on interstate 70s you're coming out of st charles they redid that section there uh i believe from the bridge to uh earth city or maryland heights expressway whatever they want to call it they've got some in there but I'm telling you, I've had, you know, I think to myself, is it just me that has trouble seeing the lines at night sometimes? And I've had, I've had people move from other areas go, I can't believe you guys. How do you, how do you drive in the rain? How, how do you see where the traffic lanes are? Because they're used to seeing the little dots. And okay. I, I remember the first time I drove to California, I had my little $100 car that I drove out all the way to California. Didn't almost make it, but made it. My $100 car. And... I was on a stretch of I-15 between Las Vegas and L.A., and they had just recently resurfaced this, put new blacktop down, and, you know, they narrowed you down to one lane. There was, you know, the signs say, you know, road work ahead, you know, the blinking arrow, you get in the right lane. There's a crew putting these dots down. You know how they put them down? At least back in the day they did. There's like a dude in a go-kart, literally a guy in a go-kart because he's, you know, go-kart, you're sitting down almost on the ground, and he's got a machine that there's a, a machine in front of them and a machine is like spitting out these little white dots with glue on the bottom 
and he'd grab one and he'd stick them down. Plunk, he'd just plunk them down on the road. Just literally by hand, plunk the things down on the road. Plunk, 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 plunk. And then, you know, they're like five of them in a row. And then there's like a space of like 20 feet and there's like five of them in a row. And once again, talk to somebody who's lived their life in Southern California or I think it's all over California, Arizona. I've seen them in Arizona. I've seen them in Las Vegas as, as uh, you know, in Nevada as well too. They're little highway dots. And we talked about this in the air and somebody, somebody called me up or texted me and say they're called, they're called turtles or something like that. They, I don't know. They're, they're in Texas. It wasn't me. They're in Texas as well too. You see them on the interstates in Texas, not all over the place, but some places like that. But so, so once again, hopefully before the winter hits, the striping crews will get out there. And you know, the problem is they probably don't have the paint and probably all the guys who used to work the striping machines, they probably all retired. And they're like Dr. Fauci making $350,000 a year for the rest of their lives. And you and I are paying for that. So that's oh, all. Oh, snooze. <laughs> okay. Here's another story. <laughs> you know, I don't like people who tell me what to do and then they don't do what they tell me what to do. Okay. Here's a, I always do that. Here's another one. Harrison Ford. Okay. Harrison Ford, yeah. you know, Star Wars, the whole bit. Uh, Harrison, yes, we know who Harrison Ford is, Brad. Here's the top. Here's the, the first story of this article. Harrison Ford, a famous Hollywood actor, has frequently traveled via private jet in recent months despite his well-known climate change activism. Ford's private jet, a multi-million dollar Cessna Citation Sovereign, has made at least eight trips stretching roughly 5,200 miles and emitting 35 metric tons of, of, of dioxide in the last two weeks. Now, what's interesting about this is this is how they nail all these people. I don't I don't I'm gonna put my nerd hat on for a minute, but this this thing called I'm gonna get you a hat that says I'm a nerd. Okay, there's this thing called ADSB. And what it is, it's a data system that's on most aircraft. Obviously it's on the big boys, it's on the big jets and things like that. It's gotten to the point where it's gotten to be very affordable and even like it's on Cessna one fifty twos. You know, if 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 uh, Caleb were here, he could explain the whole thing to you. So what it's doing, it's constantly telling your location, your speed, your altitude, and other things like that. So in other words, and there's a there's this website, and you can go to it right now, adsbexchange.com. And what's interesting is here, I'll go right, ADSB Exchange, E-X-C-H-A-N. What this guy, what this company's doing is, I don't know if they're charging for this or not. And what you can do is you can put in like the tail number of a plane and you can track it. That's why, remember the story we had where the, the, the college kid put in the put in uh has got a, a twitter account that tracks elon musk whenever he's flying yes i remember that <laughs> it tells you where he is didn't and... he buy twitter no they're still fighting that out oh um, they are yes um okay um ADSB exchange differs from typical flight trapping sites in two primaries. First and foremost, ADSB uh, ADSB exchange does not participate in the filtering performed by most other flight trapping websites, which do not share in multi-military uh, certain private aircraft. Because ADSB exchange does not use any FAA data, there are no FAA bar lad military other filters preventing you from seeing the data you collected. ADSB exchange simply does not accept payment or request to remove aircraft from public tracking. That's interesting because if you go to like FlightAware, one of those sites. You can file, and like, I'll give you a perfect example. Anheuser-Busch InBev, they filed this with the FAA where their data on FlightAware and things like that, you can't watch their planes. You used to be able to watch their planes. If you, like, you knew, if you knew, like, the tail number for, like, the Anheuser-Busch jets, they used to fly them out of Spirit, now they're all in New York. You used to be able to follow them all over the world. 
you'd say, oh, where's where's so-and-so this morning? And you could find out where they're at. But this ADSB exchange, what they do is they're just taking this data that the planes are shooting out, and they're just taking it. They don't care who it is. So in other words, that's how you can track Elon Musk. You can track Harrison Ford. So, and remember, remember we had that story, what, two or three weeks ago, where the number one user of corporate jets in the United States is is Taylor Swift. You know, and like, what really? was it? Oh, yeah, she's the number one user of corporate jets in the country. She flies. For her. But now she came out and she said, well, you got to understand, that's not necessarily all me. We lease our plane out to other people. But still, it's her jet. And she's one of these people who go, oh, this climate change is so terrible. And yet, you know, what was the number? The average person emits, what, 14 tons of carbon dioxide per year. And here, Harrison Ford in two weeks. What was the number? Here, go back to find this. In two weeks, um, he emitted 35 tons of carbon dioxide. And yet, here he is. Here's quotes. It's hard to read the headlines. Floods, fires, famines, plagues. And tell your children that everything is all right. It's not all right, damn it. It's not all right. It's all right to feel frustration, anxiety, grief. But don't run away from it. Cry out for justice. Justice for another another nature. The earth has irreplaceable ecosystems, rich in carbon and biodiversity. By preserving just a small fraction of these wetlands, tropical forests, and mangroves, we can protect our wildlife, our air, water, food, jobs, and climate. Hey, thanks for letting me talk to you. I got to get in my corporate jet and I got to leave. See you, bye. <laughs> It's like, it's like, once again, John Kerry, what's the story? John Kerry, he won some uh, environmental award and he flew in his corporate jet to, to pick it yeah. up. It's, I'm going what like, did you want him to do? Fly in his corporate jet with solar panels? Remember, remember when Bernie, what, back, a couple years ago, Bernie Sanders was still running for president on the Democratic and he's at a press conference and he's talking about the environment. It's, it's, we're killing the environment, blah, 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 blah. And one of the reporters says, uh, Mr. Sanders, uh, you fly all over the country in a jet. Aren't you, uh, aren't you killing the environment? And he says, what do you want me to do? Walk? <laughs> it's like, okay, it's okay for you peons, you know, you peons, like you Shelly peon, you shouldn't be polluting the environment, but it's okay for me to fly my jet all over the place. Yes. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think <laughs> they should bring the DeLorean. With the, you know, we could use the banana peels, <laughs> the bananas that, that just sit around and turn black because you don't eat them in time, but you still buy them. Hey, what? easy for you to say. I eat my old banana peels all the time. What are you talking about? Ew. Okay. I talked about lemonade last week about how I think I got, uh, oh, get this. Boeing has invested $5 million in new manufacturing facility going to be up in North City. Uh, I heard that. Yep. It's called Amic Still. A-M-I-C-S-T-A-S-T-L, new manufacturing facility to be located in North City, which is good. Thank you, Boeing, very much. Yeah. Um, let me look at this. I got a bunch of stuff here this morning to talk about. Oh, by the way, uh, we're having more and more people check out our own social media site, which is westplex.social. Yes. It's fun. If you don't, and Mark Zuckerberg got himself in trouble last week. It's sort of funny. Now he's walking that back. Remember, he was on Joe Rogan. See, these people get on Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan, I think when you, in the guest seat, when you sit down with Joe Rogan, I think there's like a hypodermic needle needle underneath the seat, and it's got sodium pentothal in it. When you sit down, all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm going to tell you, Joe, every, any question you ask me, I'm going to tell you. So Mark Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI came to him before the 2020 election and said, okay, yeah, there's going to be this news come out about, uh, we're not going to say anything about the fact that it's, it's we're not going to tell you that it's, that it's Hunter Biden and he's got 
got this laptop, which is all Russian disinformation. We're not going to tell you that, but we're just going to tell you that there's going to be an art, some kind of news that's come out, come out about um, uh, Joe Biden's son with a laptop and Russian disinformation. And we're just telling you, don't talk about it. Don't say anything. Don't let anybody on, tw- on Facebook say anything about it. Okay. We don't do that on Westplex.social. We don't do it. You know, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't know where you live. We don't know what you had for dinner last night. We don't know who your girlfriend, boyfriend slash, you know, side chick, side dude. We don't know any of that kind of stuff. And we don't care. We just want to have a place where people can get online, talk back and forth and not put money in Mark Zuckerberg's pocket. You know, nothing against Mark Zuckerberg. He's got enough money in his pocket. Um, You know, there's all these politicians that have you heard this term Zuckerbucks? No, I have not. Mark Zucker, Zuckerberg donated all this money to all these political candidates all over the country. Like the state of Missouri, just the state of Missouri is like $35 million. So the politicians now call that Zuckerbucks. They're so, so so got Zuckerbucks, which means they got money from Mark Zuckerberg. So once again, with Westplex.social, we're not giving money to any politicians. We're just trying to have a local place where people can get online if you type in something about COVID-19, we're not going to come over and, and hit you in the head with a wet noodle. We're not going to do that kind of stuff. We're not going to, you know, I mean, if you say something stupid, like, you know, like you make a threat against somebody, then we might have to delete your post. But other than that, we're not going to do anything. It's a fun place to just get online, and we get more people online every day. So check it out, westplex.social, okay? A um, couple of things to talk about. Oh, get this. I'm sorry. If Beta O'Rourke were Republican, I'd say the same thing. I think he's the biggest phony baloney in the world. He's the guy, he, remember, he was a, a congressman, and then he ran for Senate, and then he ran for, for president. Now he's trying to run for governor, okay? And he's, he calls himself Beto because he's trying to, like, mix in with the, like, with, like, the, you know, the locals, you know, the Mexican people down there in Texas. His real name is Robert Francis O'Rourke III, and he's from, like, New Jersey, you know, he's not not originally from Texas. So, and he's the guy that, if you remember, he when they had the the press conference, the Uvalde, uh, the Uvalde uh, press conference, that you know, the terrible press conference. What two days after, he interrupted the press conference and said, "Governor, you're you're being terrible." I'm going like, dude, this is a press conference for information for the you know for the this terrible shooting. Get your political butt out of here. Anyway, he's sick. And he's got bacterial infection. Who's that? Beta O'Rourke. O'Rourke made the announcement in a tweet on Sunday and said he was being treated at Methodist Hospital in San Antonio. Now, get this. (laughs) I love politics. This is his official statement. After being ill on Friday, I went to Methodist Hospital in San Antonio where I was diagnosed with a bacterial infection. The extraordinary team there, from custodians to nurses and doctors, gave me excellent care and attention, including IV, antibiotics, and rest. Okay, so one of the custodians took care of him? <laughs> no, they were, prob- they were probably <laughs> kind when they came into his room, was very respectful, and treated him like a human being instead of a, uh, somebody of prominent prominence. Here's what the custodian should have said. Mr. O'Rourke? Bend over. I got a mop handle here. Brad. (laughs) Dude. Wow. 
the extraordinary team there from custodians and nurses and doctors give me excellent care and attention, including IV antibiotics rest. Okay, while he's getting excellent attention, some dude's having a heart attack in the emergency room. They're going like, hey, sir, can you hold on just another couple minutes? Beto O'Rourke's here, and he's got a bacterial infection. we got to take care of him right away. Actually, they can't do that. But I'm having a heart attack. It's a HIPAA thing. They can't do that. But I'm having a heart attack. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, sir, you don't understand. Beta O'Rourke. Beta O'Rourke is here. They're very specific. Beta O'Rourke is here. When it comes to HIPAA (laughs) and um, prominent people. Beta O'Rourke is here. Very, we've got We've got to take care of him. I mean, Tiffany's actually told, she's never told me who it was. Right. But she's actually um, had several um, stars, if you will. And. uh, In her ambulance? I'm sorry? In her ambulance when she was a paramedic or in a hospital? In the ER. Oh, she told me about him. One of them was Lizzo. Shut up. She did. Lizzo. What, no, she didn't. If she was not going to tell me, she's definitely not going to tell you. You know what? Here's what's interesting. You don't know this. Sometimes your daughter gets drunk and she calls me and I, Brad, guess who you was, know, guess, if she guess who was in the ER drunk last night? as much as you say she does, <laughs> she'd be pumping and dumping all the time and she doesn't. <laughs> who guess who was in the ER last night? I don't know who, who Tiffany. Uh, uh, I can't really tell you, but his initials are George W. Bush. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Tiffany. <laughs> I mean, there's somebody that came in to the Washington uh, ER yep. and she still won't tell me who it was. Uh, that was Brian Nieves. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. I have you on ignore. Bonk. It was Brian Nieves. Okay. <laughs> um, um, get this. Things are so bad in the, in the movie business. You know what they're doing in some of the theaters? I don't know. I don't, uh, for one day, movie tickets will be three bucks in the majority of American theaters, part of newly launched National Cinema Day. That's going to be, what, this weekend, September 3rd? No, they announced it. Uh, no, s- Saturday, Sunday, September 3rd, a week from yesterday, September 3rd, nationwide discount in more than 300 uh, major chains, including AMC and Regal Cinemas, are participating as well as all major film studios. Participating theaters, tickets will be no more than $3 for every showing in every format. Labor Day weekend is traditionally one of the low, slowest weekends in the theaters. This year, the August uh, lull has been especially acute for exhibitors. Uh, Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas, cited the scant supply of major new releases and recent plans to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. But if successful National Cinema Day could flood theaters with moviegoers and potentially prompt them to return to the in the fall. No, it's not going to happen because you know why? Everybody's going to be down there. You know, Highway 54 is going to be jammed up from Kingdom City all the way through Jefferson City into the lake because everybody's going to the lake. They are. Can, can I tell you something? Sure. I've lived in Missouri pretty much my entire life, okay? Uh-huh. I've been to the Lake of the Ozark probably four or five times. Totaling, yes. totaling. Four or five times totaling less than 24 hours. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's actually, well, I mean, there's some places that are really rowdy. Yeah. But there are also some places that are just absolutely perfect. I don't get it. I mean, but you you hear people, oh my God. You're not a water person though, Brad. I'm a water person. I'm all wet. (laughs) You're something. I don't, I don't, just don't understand the whole, I'm going like, and once again, you know what they're like doing, it's in Oregon, the Indians are fighting the federal government, you know the story in Oregon? Uh Uh-uh. The Indians are fighting the federal government, because there's, I can't remember what river is, there's like four dams in this river, and they're all hydroelectric dams, and the Indians are saying, hey, you've, you've destroyed our natural habitat, and you've flooded all these areas, we want you to tear down their dams, they're gonna do it! 
they're going to tear down these four dams and the hydroelectric power powers 800,000 homes. How are those people going to charge their Tesla up there? You know what I mean? How is that going to happen? Well, they probably, they several years ago, they probably wouldn't do it. Now they will because there's so much pressure. Under pressure. You're picking up on my vibe, aren't you? Uh, okay. We made the national news again. Here we go. NBC News. Missouri School District allows parents to opt into corporal punishment of their children. This Yay! is the, the Cassville R4 School District. Too exciting. Is, is letting parents choose whether district personnel can physically discipline their students. The Cassville R4 School District in southwest Missouri near the Arkansas border has notified parents that they can opt into physical discipline, according to district policy and parents who spoke to NBC News. Missouri is one of 19 states where corporal punishment is legal. Policy adopted June 16th defines corporal punishment as, quote, the use of physical force as a method of correcting student behavior. Corporal punishment as a measure of correction of or maintaining discipline and order in schools is permitted, the policy says. However, it shall be used only when all other alternative means of discipline have failed and then only in reasonable form and upon the recommendation of the principal. It should never, uh, it should never be inflicted in the presence of other students. Okay. Have you ever been spanked in school? Uh-huh. Um... No. Except when you were la- last week. Uh, we're, talk- talk- we're not talking about that. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> no. You ever been spanked? It's in sco- school? It's school. Yes. <laughs> school. No, I have not. I have. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Why doesn't it surprise you? Really? Yes. You have to ask that? Um, I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... Because I'm a, you're a S.A. I'm not. S.A.? I'm not. I'm an yes. S- I'm, hey, S.A. An S.A. I thought it was. I thought it was an S.D. Huh? I thought it was an S.D. Or a K.D. Or a C.D. What's an S.A.? Isn't that what like the Mexican people call? Hey, S.A. S.A. No, it's Holmes. I know. Yeah. Holmes. No, that's not what I mean. No, what don't they say S.A.? What does S.A. mean? It means a smart donkey. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, essay. Here I'm trying to be cool. Okay, Holmes. On the air. Okay, Holmes. You blew it. Thank you, Brad. (laughs) Okay, Holmes. (laughs) We have to take a break at 728. Homie? Did you just call me Holmes? No, but in some of the movies, the the Mexican people call each other Holmes. Hey, Holmes. No, they don't. Oh, I swear to God they do. I'll look that up. Hold on a minute. 728. I'll call Letitia. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Don't forget, if you're looking for a job, check out... Buddies, B-U-D-D-E-E-Z, buddiescareers.com. They have a manufacturing plant in Union, Missouri. They are looking for people to come to work for them. As a matter of fact, they make my a lot of my milk crates. I'm a milk crate fanique, uh, fanatic. Still waiting for my pink one, dude. And put the microphone in front of your face again. Once again, you're like sounding like you're down the hall in the bathroom. That's, I'm sorry. I was down the hall in the bathroom. Much better. Okay. Um, I'll get you your pink milk crates. Don't worry about it. Okay. I looked it up. Last break, we talked about why the Mexican people call each other homes. You ready for this? Uh-huh. They say it's a term that started with Mexican gangsters. And they're not saying H-O-M-E-S. They're essentially saying H-O-L-M-E-S, but the L is silent. Why is that? The origin is circa early 1980s when boxer Larry Holmes defeated Jerry Cooney. The fight's popularity quickly generated the phrase "Hey Holmes" as a slang replacement, slang replacement for several other phrases, including "Hey Killer," "Hey Banger," "Hey Tough Guy." Any sort of phrasing where you would be chiding someone as being tough could be replaced by calling them Holmes, and very quickly became "Hey Holmes." 
It can be used towards friends, chidingly, or against others antagonistically. For example, what are you looking at, Holmes? See, that's what I'm telling you. I see the movies all the time. What are you looking at? What are you doing, Holmes? Is figuratively asking someone if they are looking for a fight as they are comparing you to a boxing opponent. See, you think I make this stuff up. You do. I don't make it up. Maybe not this, but you you have your share. I used to have a, a guy, matter of fact, when I was doing back, way back when, back in the day, this guy who was uh, when who was my actual a traffic reporter. <laughs> Let's let just put it this way: he was an interesting guy, and there's a term that came out. There just NPR had a story in this last week, which got the national press. I can't remember the term. Everybody's talking about it. It's like the term for someone who just shows up at work and does the bare minimum. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's like me. Well, here, <laughs> bare. I I can't remember the name. I just saw it over the weekend. It was, you know, of course, NPR, our tax dollars came up with this. Bare minimum work phrase. Slacker? No, it's called, it's like one of these technical terms. Um, bare minimum, I can't remember, I can't find it now. Anyway, I had this guy, and he was, he was interesting guy. BMW. No, not that. Okay. Are you sure? This guy, his name was, and his name was John. Okay, let's just leave of it at that. It was. And his John lived in the hood. So every week, John would come into the studio and tell me the new phrases that everybody was using in the hood. Somebody just texted me. Somebody has the name. What's the word? Uh, Joe, no, Joe Biden. That's not. <laughs> and, that was not me. And it got to the point where this guy had more phrases. For example, I still remember some. He goes, he said, like one day he come in, he goes. He goes, hey, bro, you in the weeds, you bogeyed, tee off again. I don't know what that means. Okay, you you in the weeds, which means if you're a golfer, you hit your ball into the rough. Yeah. You bogeyed. Bogeyed means you didn't score par, tee off again. The idea being if you failed at something. Stowed over. Yeah, do it over. Hey, you know, bro, hey, bro, you bogeyed, tee off again. And in the weeds was, I mean, like this guy was saying in the weeds before anybody knew what in the weeds was. And he had all these phrases. Matter of fact, there was, there was a, I think one of the Forbes magazine listed, had like a, a hundred, I see if I can find this. I tried to find it not too long ago. 50 corporate slogans or 50 corporate jargon, 50 phrases, things like, you know, let's, let's take her up to a hundred miles an hour and see if the front end shimmies, you know, <laughs> I'm going like, no, only if you were a car dude would you understand that. I understood it, and I'm not a car dude. Well, you understand that because 100 miles an hour for you is like, it's like standing still. You know, I mean, matter of fact. You know what? Bite me because I don't go 100. <laughs> you go 110. But you, but you. No. <laughs> and, anyway, don't, don't, you, don't you know, don't you wonder. You're such a goofball. Um, where is this from? Um, ain't no do-overs in golf. That's what the smartest woman in the world says. Ain't no do-overs in golf. Yeah, there is. You go back. It's called a drop. That's what it is. Matter of fact, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't play golf. Okay, if you I've hit... only swung a golf club one time, and that was Greg Beckerley's golf club. If you and he's hit... like six foot eight. If you hit a ball out of bounds, there's rules that you have to do. What's called a drop, where essentially what you do is, you, and you get you know penalty strokes for it. You have to grab, you know, take a ball, and you have to like turn your back toward the pin and drop the ball over your head or some weird stuff like that, some golf stuff like that. 
You know, I mean, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, lean to the left, lean to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. That was my favorite cheer from high school. And you know what? They banned that cheer. Um, Missouri State or Missouri State High School Athletic Associations banned that cheer. Why? Because some of the people in the audience weren't smart enough to realize what left and right was, so they were banging heads. So they were having concussions in the stand. So when it, when the cheerleaders go lean to the left, most people lean to the left. Some people lean to the right, and they whack heads with the person oh, next to them. Oh, stop it! True story. They have one cheer that says, "That's all right. That's okay. You're gonna pump my gas someday." <laughs> <laughs> but of course, of course. Do you know that that doesn't hold true? But you know that's true. You know that you know that in New Jersey, there are no self-service gas stations. Do you know this? I did not. True are they all Sinclairs? No. In in New Jersey, it's illegal to pump your own gas. I am not kidding. In New Jersey, you have to have a guy pump your gas. You can't get out and pump your own gas. That's interesting. Did they say why? Let I me mean, look, look it up. New Jersey. Nope. So, Gas pumping. Pump your gas. Yeah, we're here to pump. I think because you, uh, Tony Soprano has the has the, the corner on all the people that work. You know, it's a, it's a union gig. You know, yeah, pump yeah, gas. Okay, let me see this. Um, I know what that means. In New Jersey, it's been illegal for drivers to pump their own gas since 1949. A ban on self service gas has been in place in Oregon since 1951. Although the huh, state relaxed restrictions for rural towns a few years ago, violators can be fined up to five hundred dollars for breaking these laws. Huh. $500. And it says, it says here, this is, there's order new, no matter the price of gasoline, there are two states in which self-service gas pumping remains illegal. Both New Jersey and Oregon prohibit residents from pumping their own gas largely as a public safety matter, or at least that's what the state legislators say about the matter. The finer details are ever worth reviewing. If you've ever wondered why two states are anti-self-service, here's a quick look at the legal codes that can ban gas stations from letting people pump their own gas. Here's this reasoning behind the decision as well. Garden State passed the Retail Gasoline Dispensing Safety Act in 1949, which is still in effect today. As a publication right now, New Jersey legislators had published 10 findings and declarations that details why people aren't allowed to bump their, pump their gas themselves. One, fire hazards. No. Number two, helps cashiers. Number three, Insures compliance. Number four, insurance is a factor. Number five, gas fumes. Number six, levels uh, out the cost of self-service. Number seven, vehicle repairs. Number eight, maintenance checks. Number nine, no cost disparity observed. Number 10, public welfare. What? I mean, this is... <laughs> here, here, public welfare. The legis- Do they wash your windshield? Well, the legislature says self-service gas prohibition promotes common welfare because it provides, quote, increased safety and convenience without causing economic harm to the public in general. Unless you have to tip $5 every time you get gas. Maintenance checks. Legislator says customers are less likely to have our conduct need maintenance checks because there's usually a higher price associated with full service. Gas attendants in the state conduct these checks, which the legislature says helps customers avoid vehicle neglect, road dangers, and costly repairs associated with deferred maintenance. Back in the day, I'm... I'm I'm old enough to to remember that back in the day, used to you know, all gas stations were full service. And, yes, they were, and especially they, on Clayton Road, right on the corner of what is it, Terrace and Clayton. Well, there's still there's still a place in Ladue where is where, it a Sinclair? No, they have full service at Ladue. And the guy comes out, and what he does is he does like little thing, like he does like you know little thing like roll down your window, and you roll down your window, and he says, "Pardon me, ma'am." Do you have oil? Coupon. Do you have oil in your crankcase? I can check that for you. 
Do they check? Seriously, a full service? There's no, I don't think there's any full service stations in the St. Louis area at all anymore, ever. They, Sinclair was the last one. Well, I don't even know if Sinclair the, is a business. The dinosaur. I think they're, see, I thought that was so cool. See, I see, did too. There's a guy, I won't talk, I shouldn't talk about this on the air. There's well, a guy, don't. you know, I will talk about it on the air. Okay, there there's, we go. There's a guy who advertises another radio station. He's a pest control guy, and he's got some really creative ads. And I've called three or four times just to talk to the guy. I'd like to sell him some advertising, but if he doesn't buy any advertising, that's fine. But I want to help the guy because he's making a huge mistake with his ads. Just like I I, told, I tried to call Bart Inman. You know who Bart Inman is? Uh, no. He's an HVAC guy. Owns his company. And he gets on the air and he talks like this. I'm Bart Inman. I, you know, if you come, you, your air conditioner doesn't work. Call me and I'll come by, you know, take a look at it. And I'll see if I can fix it for you, you know. Put some Freon in and hopefully your, your air conditioner will work better. And by the <laughs> way, you know, he talks like that. And I've called him three or four times to go, dude, let me give you some advice. I don't know who's recording your ads, but have them put in a high-pass filter and filter off anything below about 150 hertz. Because when you're in your car, you ever hear, there's an ad running right now. I heard it again over the weekend. There's an ad running for some race at Worldwide Technology Raceway, the old whatever they call it, you know, the racetrack over there in Madison, Illinois, you know, across the river, you know what I'm talking about? And the guy... Fairmont Park? No, no, no. This is the racetrack. You know, the car racetrack. Oh, where they yeah, had, yeah, Where yeah. they had the nace. And the guy's like... And he's got one of these deep voices. He talks like that. But I'm going like, I have no idea what the hell he's saying. You know? And it's to the point where, once again, if you know how sound works, and there's a certain band of frequencies that are in our voice, and the reason... You're going to be mad when I say this... The reason that some people say women have shrill voices is because women's voices are higher in frequency and they are in the range of frequencies that are most perceptible to human hearing. Get what I'm saying? If you have very low sounds and very high sounds, most people, especially as you age, the high sound, you can't hear the high frequencies. Typically, you get someone who was over like 60 years old. They can't hear anything typically above, above about 10 or 12,000 hertz. In other words, you just can't hear it. It's gone. Your hearing's gone. And typically, you, you retain your low frequency hearing. But like you all know people like this. There's some people have like a piercing voice. You know, when they talk, it's like sort of like it sounds sort of like that. You know what I mean? It has like a real edge to it, sort of like that. You know what I mean? To the point where you go, ah, oh, shut up. And then you have other people that have soft voice like that, that talk like that, and you can't. So the problem with that is on the radio, you can't understand what people are saying if they talk like that. And the guy who's doing this worldwide, he's got a big ballsy voice. You know, he's got a wheelbarrow. We will wheelbarrows himself into the studio. Oh, I'm I'm the big ballsy guy. I'm going to do this commercial for worldwide. He, what did you say? He's a what? Ballsy voice. You ever heard that term before? I have not. It's a technical term we use in the radio business. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> the, or the, I hear that. The guys who have that kind of a voice, but when they walk, they have to have a wheelbarrow between their legs to hold up certain parts of their anatomy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw the funniest meme from Jeff Hardy. Yeah, what is it? It's a dog. It's 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 a um not a fixed dog, but his jewels were... So the caption was, he knows really how to, he really knows how to cool off. And it's his hound dog and he's laying on the ground and his jewel sack is in the water. 
Thanks for it sharing, Shelly. It was Shelley. hilarious. Only Jeff Hardy would post that. Okay. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> we have to take a break. Next break, we're going to be talking about symphony music, and we're going to be talking about all the art at the Art Museum, because this really is a classy show, as opposed to what Shelly talks about. It's 747. <laughs> it is BS.show. I'm yeah. Shelly. She's Brad, and we are in the BS business. It's called Brad and Shelly. That's why the show is called BS. Everything else you hear in this show is 100% true. No matter what anybody tells you, no matter what anybody tells you, we would never. I mean, this show is is so honest, and we will never disparage anybody. We'll never make fun of anybody. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Never make fun of anybody. <laughs> never. <laughs> How long are you going to play that one for? <laughs> that's to me, it's so funny. Because that's going to. It's going to go. It's going to what? Particularly. Make people mad. Why? Because they're Fauci people who love him. Who's that? Well, my friend Anne Marie. You oh. actually met her one time, the first time you met me. Anne Marie. I remember Anne Marie. She was, wasn't she, didn't she do that song called Snowbird? Snowbird. Isn't that her? No. Seriously, Snowbird song. It's called the Snowbird song. Snowbird. Let me look at that Snowbird song. Let me guess. It's got a great video. No. I only, I only watch <laughs> oh things that have good videos. Oh, my God. You should see this video. It is so creative. Um, and, <laughs> and Murray. Oh, that, I, I was close. Anne Murray. Oh, see. Yeah. Da, da, no. da, 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 da. yeah it's Anne Murray. Anne Murray. You don't know about Anne Murray? Wasn't she Jane Hathaway? How do you know... How do you know the clip is Fauci related? Because because Ron DeSantis said he meant call him out by name. Said, I'm sorry. It's just so funny. I mean, like, you know, can I be honest with you? Oh, please do. That would be great. There are people that hate Trump, that miss Trump. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. That because of the fact that even though they hate him, they miss all the crazy stuff he says. The lesser of two evils. Now we've got a guy who's running for Senate. And, you know, I got in trouble last week. Matter of fact, the you smartest, the smartest what, what woman in the world. The smartest woman in the world got upset with me because I'm talking about this John Fetterman guy. If you know, this is the guy, this is a high-profile race. They're running for a Senate seat, U.S. Senate. And he's running against, John Fetterman is running against Dr. Oz. And everybody thought there was going to be a slam dunk. Now, what's interesting about it is a couple months ago, and I'm not making fun of the guy. This is a sad situation. John Fetterman had a serious stroke, oh, and he's so in sorry. bad shape, and he's been, like, out of sight. Nobody's heard from him, but yet he's beating Dr. Oz in, Oz in the polls. Dr. Oz is doing, like, three or four or ten personal appearances a day, and John Fetterman hasn't come out of his house, like, in three months, uh, and he's beating Dr. Oz. So Fetterman comes out of his house last week, and he's in a black hoodie, which is sort of weird. He's got a chrome dome guy, and I'm telling you, if, if here, do me a favor. Google John Fetterman, F-E-T-T-E-R-M-A-N. Look at his picture okay. and tell me if you don't think he looks like some kind of a, a a villain from like a Marvel comic book movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, he looks like 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 somebody who would be taking on Captain America, trying to kill Captain America. Okay, you got his picture there. Hold on. Okay, so he does a couple appearances last week, and he can't. And you know, once again. This is sad. My mom used to. My mom was a speech and hearing patho pathologist. Okay. He's he's the 
LG of uh, Pennsylvania? Yes, he's the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. See his picture? Okay, doesn't he look I like... Do not. Okay, come on, here are images and show a bunch of pictures of him. Okay, my I'm mom, looking. in addition to my mom working with kids who had learning disabilities and things like that, she sometimes worked with adults who had strokes. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. It's probably... The only worse thing than a stroke is someone who has Alzheimer's. At least with the stroke, you're pretty much aware of your surroundings. You know what's going on. Yeah, but you're 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 contained in a body that well, you're, does not work properly, and with, you know it. But with the stroke, your mind, your bot, your mind, your brain is not necessarily connected properly with your with your mouth. Get what I'm saying? Yes. And and this guy's had a severe stroke. Okay, and he can't put two words together anymore and i'm going like okay look i appreciate the fact we already that... have that <laughs> you said that i didn't <laughs> oh. uh, um yeah john here's here's the thing the smartest woman that just sent this to me john fetterman holds a 13 point lead over dr oz okay did, did you see his picture doesn't he look I like do, i do i went on his page oh doesn't yes. he look like a villain in a marvel movie come on he's got He's got the chrome dome, he's got the he's got and he's got the eyes and he's got the little goatee kind of thing going on. And he's always wearing a hoodie. He's wear, like wearing a black hoodie. The picture I see, he's not wearing a hoodie. Okay, uh matter of fact, the smartest woman in the world says he looks like my brother. Wow. Maybe my, my brother should be missing his calling. Okay. So He's got a very small head for such a big body. Okay. Don't you think that somebody like this should drop out of the race? If they can't function? I mean, and, and it's interesting. Well, I, I think the precedent has already been set. <sighs> I don't, you know. His wife is beautiful. If you went to the doctor and the doctor said to you, I and mean, let's say, let's say you were, you worked like, you know, here's the sad part of this. Okay. If you worked as a, as you know, we can't talk about this because we're going to run out of time. We'll talk about you this know, tomorrow. He's got his dogs on, on his webpage. And if you boop their nose, you can donate a dollar. How cute is that? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's got a little place and you hover over the dog and it says boop. You press the boop, you've donated a dollar. Man, you just gave me a couple good ones. Okay, I can't wait to tear this, uh, cut these up. Okay, we have to go. Say goodbye, Shelly. <laughs> goodbye, Shelly. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Monday. It's been a slice of heaven, Brad. Peace and I fly. Get a job at uh, Buddies, B-U-D-D-E-E-Z, BuddiesCareers.com, 7 have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.